This Cup of Earl Grey is brought to you by Audible.com, offering more than 150,000 titles for iPhone, iPad, and iPod, Android, Kindle, Windows Phone, plus Mac or PC. To get a free audiobook of your choice, visit audibletrial.com slash trekfm. Plus, if you'd like to support our programming personally through online giving, visit trekfm slash donate for our official alien badges and art prints, featuring original illustrations by Tobo Ushi. This is Houston Huddleston from New Starship, and I'm restoring the Enterprise D Bridge, and you're listening to Track FM. T. L. Gray, hot. It's time for another episode of Earl Grey, Trek FM's dedicated TNG show. I am your host, sitting in the center chair this week, Daniel Prue, joined, as always, by my illustrious co-hosts. We have lens flare operator, Darren Moser. How are you doing, Darren? I'm doing, I'm doing really good. Uh, you know, it's... Since they moved to LEDs, my my job has gotten a lot easier because I used to burn myself on those hot tungsten lights, and boy, it, well, actually, it was you know it was my bad because they were actually holographic lights, and so the safeties were off, and that's so it's my own fault. Um, but you know, live and learn, and uh, but I'm I'm doing much better. As the lens flare operator, Darren, I do have to ask: Is that a compatible look? With TNG, uh, absolutely not. <laughs> okay, <laughs> are we orbiting a sun? Are we? It looks like we're orbiting a sun. Well, well, and that's generations. I- then we know we are next to a sun, and it just exploded, so it got a little darker. <laughs> and as our listeners just heard, we also have with us our transplanetary transwarp transporter engineer, Philip Gilfis. Philip, how's it going tonight? I'm feeling a little bit out of a job. Um, I mean, uh, like, what's the point? I mean, what's the point anymore? You just just beam yourself up. You don't even need a transporter. You just sit in a ship in the middle of Starfleet headquarters and go to another planet. I uh, I wish somebody wanted to be transported. I just sit here all day and nobody ever calls. It's like the nostalgic ride, you know, that people want to go on because their parents told them about it. <laughs> Oh, Darren, Darren, do you want to be transported? Well, oh, actually, I, um, uh, sure, sure. Uh, where, where are we going today? Um, oh, God, let me blow the dust <laughs> off this thing. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, c- come on, Philip. It's, things aren't so bad. When, when, when humans invented the car, we didn't euthanize all the horses. Well, we, we, d- we did some of them. Some of them did. <laughs> Wait a minute. What's this hot dog I'm eating? <laughs> okay we're getting way off track here all right guys um so if, if any of our uh, listeners couldn't tell we're actually going to be doing something a little bit different this week on earl gray we're going to be talking about the next generation reboot so i know a lot of you well probably most of you are screaming into your ipods or or other electronic devices but let's let's talk about this let's have you know, a level of discourse. So so let's kind of pull it back a little bit and talk. We're going to start out with Star Trek in general. So I, I, I've been thinking a lot about this lately, and I don't envy the person who is going to bring back Star Trek to television. I think it's going to happen, but I don't, I don't envy them their task because it seems like a very difficult thing to do. Uh, 
I mean, that's where you guys want it, right? Like, Darren, like, don't you think that we can all agree that, that Trek belongs on TV, right? I agree. I, I really do think it it is best utilized in, you know, almost, it's almost TV is the long form, if you think about it, format. I mean, there's just so much more you can put in. There's so much more you can engage in the characters. And yes, it's a different budget. Yes, it's a different monster as far as telling stories, but... I mean, that's, that's what Star Trek is. You know, it, it's, that's, it's home port. And Philip, like you, you, I assume that you kind of feel the same way as we do. Well, I think number one, Trek belongs in your heart, but second of all, <laughs> it does belong on TV. And I mean, I, I agree, you know, I'm not saying anything original, you know, I, I think, um, and, and this isn't a bash JJ podcast. Um, there's, that's actually in the name of a separate podcast. <laughs> um, but, um, but I, I, you know, the sort of at least one argument, um, about or one negative comment is that, you know, you don't really, don't really get the morality plays, but of course that's what you can do on TV. You can do it in movies it's a little harder sometimes, even, even next gen movies and TOS movies had challenges there, but. But, you know, I think TV, you can you don't have to be concerned with, you know, action, 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 even though you can have it, you can kind of do more of the morality plays and explore more, um, you know, challenging topics and just trying to interview or entertain the mass audience. Yeah, and, and I mean, really, this has really been on my mind a lot lately because it, I don't think that Star Trek can continue the way it did before. I, and this is just my opinion, but I don't, I just, I don't see how, we can't go to post-Voyager Star Trek. At this point, I think we've gone too far already. There's kind of, like, we've hit a cliff. And how do you go beyond that? Like, we're already kind of pretty far removed from the Star Trek universe. And really, the the Star Trek universe, as it was envisioned first in the 60s and then in the 80s, is kind of incompatible with with modern-day, like, technology and and the advances in science. So I feel like there has to be a way to wipe the slate clean as it were, in some way, kind of like what we saw in the, in the JJ movies. Um, so, and, and, and just like the three of us, most Star Trek fans really, really think that Star Trek belongs on TV. And one of the ways that has been suggested that they could do this is, uh, is a TNG reboot. Um, so Darren, your initial reactions to that concept are, are, is it instant hate? Is it instant? Get it away from me. I, I plug my ears and I don't want to hear anything about it. Is that how you feel about it? I already have a tweet from Dr. Sci-Fi that it sucks. <laughs> I'm that fast, <laughs> but no, I just, I, I really feel that st- you just need to go farther forward in the future. You need to go far enough where, you know, that, the technology is is advancing into a whole nother level. Um, I, I know that's what a lot of people say, like after Voyager, it's like, oh, you have all this metaphysic shielding and Borg, you know, armored hulls. And it's like, oh my gosh, technology is just getting ridiculous. Like who could even fight us? But, you know, I, I haven't played Star Trek Online, but I, I believe that that is where, that is more the time period that Star Trek is set in. It's the post-Voyager, you know, uh, data still around and through B4 somehow. And, you know, it's just, it's been, you, you, we need to stick it forward another hundred years, but, but shift the premise in such a way. Cause that's what it really comes down to. It's not, it's not, is this a next gen reboot? It's what is the premise of the show going to be? Because next gen Voyager, 
original series, you know, Enterprise, pretty much everything but Deep Space Nine to its core was basically the same concept. We're on a ship, we're we're out in space, and we're looking for things. Go ahead, Philip. Well, yeah, I mean, because I, I think every show has its hook. Of course, every show has to have a hook. You know, you, you need to give your elevator speech when you're pitching the idea, you know, so it would be your elevator speech. So, so you know, DS9, okay, we're a space station on the edge of space, you know, wormhole, new aliens, okay. Um, Voyager, we're the Delta Quadrant, we're all alone, no Starfleet, just one ship, okay. Enterprise, prequel, before Kirk, okay. So then the next one, what's got what's the hook? What yeah. is it? Okay, it's the future, and we're back in a starship. Okay, keep going. What's the hook? You, I mean, that's what's you know. So I, okay, I mean, I, I unless agree. it's like starship in time, <laughs> USS well, Relativity. Yeah, <laughs> it could be. The, I have a, a lot of problems with this this concept of let's just do the next next generation. I don't think it's possible. I don't think. I mean, none of that I don't think it's possible, but what I mean to say is that a big part of, to me, a big part of Star Trek is like this aspect of exploration and finding out the unknown and going out to places we've never been. Like, maybe that's not the hook of the show, but it can, it's certainly a theme of the show. And a big problem I have is if we push forward 100 years past Voyager, we have now explored the entire galaxy. I mean, even at the end of Voyager, we've explored a fairly large chunk of it. We have access to all of the different quadrants and this and that and whatever, whatever. A hundred years in the future, we definitely would have been everywhere in our galaxy. And, I, and unless there's like, unless you want to say there's some wormhole that brings us to another galaxy or something like, which I guess you could do, which is fine. But you, you very you mean, much as if there's a wormhole located beside this big space station. I mean, what are the odds of that? <laughs> that's not to another. That's not to another galaxy. But anyways, um, and I, I guess whatever, like. You know, I'm not the most creative. I, I'm not a writer. I don't know. Maybe that could be brilliant and could be the next Star Trek show and would make total sense. But to me, it's just like we've kind of hit a wall um, it, it, in our current in the current universe of Star Trek that like we can't go. You can't. To me, you can't push forward past Voyager much more without it getting too. I don't even know the word, but but maybe too uh, unrealistic, crazy, outlandish. I, I don't know. It's like having thirteen doctors. Who would ever buy that? <laughs> That's ridiculous. Well, but I, um, the thing I'd counter that though, Daniel, is, I mean, I'm sure there are people who felt that the original series. Oh, you can't go. 80 years past Kirk like that's I mean you can't or or it wasn't even so much the time shift it was more you can't have Star Trek without Kirk I mean that was the big you know that was the big thing that they had to overcome and you know the one the you know as people have floated their ideas around on the internet the one that I've thought had a lot of traction was um it was you know a new enterprise it was you know G or F or I or whatever. But, but the point was, it was, it was almost like a, um, like a super carrier and it was, you know, massive, huge, but it was traversing between, um, this galaxy and like another galaxy. It was like, yes, okay. We've, we've explored our galaxy and it's mapped and we have conduits everywhere and, you know, wormholes and transwarp and all that. But now, you know, we're, we're opening up connections to another galaxy and we're taking this like super carrier and fleet of ships a little more bsg in its plot uh, again this was just you know a fan's idea but i thought it was an interesting take because again like like philip said you need that new hook 
And I, and I think the sort of the monkey wrench, um, which I know some people are not ignoring it for, for quality, but ignoring it just for TV uh, canon, for lack of a better word, is the JJ-verse. So, you know, okay, we have, you know, to use the terms, we have the Prime-verse on TV, then we have the JJ movies, and then, you know, from what little we know, you know, using our crystal balls, the third JJ movies supposedly the last one. I mean, I don't. That's at least the what what everyone seems to be saying. Until Paramount wants to print more money, but well, the actors, you know, whatever, probably want to do it. But anyway, um, and so okay, so then you have three JJ movies. So then, do you just go on TV and ignore it and go back to Prime Verse, or do you go JJ Verse and then are you then well, arguing a TNG JJ? Well, no, that that's that's exactly the the next topic that that I was going to get into. That that's that's a huge dilemma, right? Like, what do we uh, if let's subscribe to this fact that we're going to reboot TNG, whether it's a good idea or not. Eventually, it's going to happen. <laughs> I think we could probably all agree on that, um, whether we want it to or not. They'll probably at some. It's I mean, it's a hugely po- popular television show, one of the most popular science fiction television shows of all time. It's undoubt. You know, there's no doubt that. Uh, that at some point they'll want to hit the reset switch and try to try to recreate it. What do we do? Like, let's say that for the fiftieth anniversary, you know, the parent, the, I guess CBS executives come up to you guys and they hand you this outline. They say we have two years, or uh, yeah, two years to make this new show. It's going to be a TNG show. It's gonna, we're going to redo it. How would you do it? Would you? I mean, you would you just ignore the JJ verse? Would you incorporate? I mean, to, even if you, regardless of what you feel about the the JJ films, they're hugely successful and very popular. So would it? I mean, would it be wise to just ignore them, Darren? Like, would you just be like, nah? Or would you try to somehow fit that into that kind of thing? Well, I think it. it the next chapter of Star Trek comes down to two key points. One is the look, because you you have, I mean, even though it was a little more streamlined, Voyager, DS9, and TNG are all still basically the 80s look of 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 Star Trek. JJ is the 20 is 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 the 21st century of look of of Star Trek. Not a lot of not, not a lot of nacelle development in the '90s. No, you're you're absolutely right about that. Yeah. Well, it's it's if if the PC era had always continued, that's the Prime Universe, <laughs> and JJ is the Mac Universe. <laughs> that's very true. It does have that look a lot, but but the other big cornerstone is is just like you said, it's canon. It's I mean that was the masterstroke that that JJ did in saying, okay, we're going to do this alternate timeline. We're going to take keep all of your canon, but we're just going to put it over here to the side and so you don't lynch me in a mob of, you know, phasers and batlets. <laughs> and but you know, I, I honestly it, it worked. And once they put that in the story, I'm like, okay, I can buy that because you know, th- that that also gives him, you know, free reign to do what he wants because you he, you can't do. I mean, that that was the problem. With Enterprise. You can't do a prequel. You're you're canon locked. I mean, how many? I mean, that episode where they're trying to meet slash not meet the Frangi. I mean, it just oh, it just it just doesn't work. So, okay. So putting whether or not it would it would work or not, or I would want it or not. Well, hey, but but hang on. I do. I want to just make one comment on that, which is another reason why I don't think that going past Voyager 
wor- will work is exactly what you just said. I mean, imagine imagine you're a, a Star Trek fan, even just a casual Star Trek fan, and they said, look, we want you to do this new show. By the way, there's over 700 episodes <laughs> and 11 and 12 movies that you have to be familiar with to know because we all know we're Star Trek fans. We care about the details. You know, we're not going to let it slip up if, you know, if Vulcan is a cold planet or whatever. Like, I know that's a pretty or big exists. detail, but I'm just saying, like, <laughs> yeah, <or> exists, right? <laughs> so, like, I don't envy anybody that task. That's a huge undertaking. And that's so much baggage. What you just, I don't know if you invented that word, but I've never heard it. Canon locked is, is brilliant. And I think that's what Star Trek would experience. You can't. <laughs> hashtag. <laughs> hashtag. Cannon locked. No, I, I I think you're right. And again, you know, the more I turn it over into my head, the more I do realize that yes, if you were to reboot and let's say place the TNG time frame, because that's really what TNG is at this point. It's just a time frame of of people we expect to be alive, races we expect to have met. Um I mean or and, and characters that we expect to see. I mean, if you're really rebooting it in the JJ verse, you know, then you have a Picard, you have a Data, you have a Riker, you have the main seven, at least. Do you have a Yar? That's a good question. Uh, for season one, yeah. For season one, your character is Wait, just still dies to die. at the end of the year. They have to have some continuity, well, you know. They have to have a little bit. No, but that's but that's, except I Yar mean, and Data are a couple and. <laughs> they they could be. I mean, that would be the interesting thing, right? Because Yar never got to. I mean, w- wait, who are we talking about? <laughs> who? We'll explain later. But you know, but I think you're right. I think, um, like I was saying, that that's that's what we're really talking about is this era in Trek that these characters are alive. You know, I mean, if you, otherwise you're rebooting, you could reboot something in the 23rd century easy on another ship with another crew with whatever. You know, you could easily, you know, I guess that's that's the fork in the road. Do you reboot the next gen with the same characters or do you reboot it just with the same time frame? Uh, characters. Yeah, I mean, yeah, no, I think I think you're right because, again, it's, it's, you use that, it's super popular. You use that skeleton popular. that's already there. Yeah. Um, but, but then you're not canon locked. You're, you can, yes, you still want to be true to the spirit of the characters. I mean, Picard's not going to grow a mustache and Barkley's still going to be horribly addicted to holodecks. But, you know, but beyond that, you're still going to have an enterprise. They're still going to make first contact, but we don't need to see them make first contact with the Ferengi. They can meet other people. I mean, as it's, I think as it's stated, each, each, uh, you know, season is supposedly, you know, a year of Star Trek and, I think someone added it up like the number of actual days we see in that is, you know, maybe, maybe 60 days, you know, of that year and all those other adventures or boring days, you know, that we don't catch. I think it's the boring Yeah, days. it's probably the boring You're just day. sitting there trying to look busy at ops while you're just going warp five and like, are we there yet? <laughs> no, I'll just keep playing solitaire here. Hopefully the captain doesn't know. Data's playing Galaga. D- and thought we wouldn't, <laughs> no, we wouldn't notice. No, <laughs> no one thought we'd notice. Uh, well, we'll I, get we'll we'll get back to the the Ferengi, but Philip, I, I want to get your opinion. Like, how do you if we were to do this, how would you how would you want it? Just for the sake to 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 get the ball rolling and and just to to unlock that cannon. 
now I'm trying to think how that metaphor would work. What would you? How would you unlock the cannon? Are you just something break to, break the anyway, cannon lock? I how, with what? Is there a key of holding? Anyway, um, so I just say JJ verse. We're just fine. JJ verse. Cut all strings. Whatever. We're JJ verse in this thing. All right. So it's next generation, and then JJ the Mac store threw up inside the D. <laughs> exactly. So so I think. And I know you're not wanting to get this probably aspect. You probably want looking more story and concept. But, and this isn't inevitable, but this is just, I don't know, you can take it or leave it. You know, at least looking at the, the, the J.J. movies with TOS, I think probably that the concept that I'm going to throw out there, I'm not saying I like it, but I'm saying it's what it is. Younger cast, okay? Not super young, but younger cast um, for, for this TNG reboot. So, I mean, it's, it's an older sh- folks show, which I, I love it. I enjoy it. I do a podcast about it. But I'm saying in this reboot, it's going to be a slightly younger cast. So that, that, that's where this concept is coming from. You know, we have a 12-year-old playing Kirk now. Um, but um, <laughs> So we have this going on right now. So um, so I, I think it has to be sort of that younger, I don't want to say hipper, because now I just feel like I'm going into cliches, but, but a, a younger cast. Um, and, and just building off that sort of J.J. verse vibe, you know, the look, I think, is probably going to, you know, would have to be different. It would be the Mac universe that we're in now. Um, so it would have to look like that. Though how to update it, because, again, this is 80 years in the future, and you think of how different TOS looked from TNG. But, uh, you know, the hard part is if we're just doing this TNG reboot in, you know, four years from the time we just made JJ-verse, it's kind of hard to, like, have that harsh, um, you know, 20-year change that we had in the original real universe um, between... 60s TOS and 80s TNG. So I, I'm not a design person. That that would afford us some pretty unique opportunities, though. To be fair, I think not that this would happen, but if we were if if TNG were to reboot in two years in 2016, and it was to be in the JJ verse, we could have some potential uh, really interesting crossovers between the the in the prime mm. Kirk. You have guest crew, uh, guest Kirk, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like Scotty and the transporter. Being the pilot. Yeah. <laughs> and the pilot yeah, exactly. would be Kirk. <laughs> well, well, speaking of their actual ages, uh, recently someone compiled uh, a bunch of images of all the actual ages of the actors uh, at the time when their series started. And in Next Gen, uh, I'll just go through them real fast, but uh, Wes- Wesley was 15, or as I say, Will Wheaton was 15. Denise Crosby, Yar, was 30. Who? Uh, uh, we'll explain later. J- Jordy okay. LaForge uh, was 30. Riker was 35. Picard was 47. Uh, ah, of course he was. Uh, Beverly was 38. Uh, Worf was 35. Troy was 32. And Data was 38. Um, so they, they were actually a, a fairly spry group. Yeah. Um, it, not, 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 not by any means bad. No, it's, it, it, they all kind of have, you know, they're, they're, it's, the 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 margin is kind of you know it goes up and down. Yeah, I, th- I think younger captain probably. I, I think and I'm not saying it because I want. It. I feel feel like I keep having to say that, but like I mean you know just to to get with the times because you know I'm almost imagining it. And I know folks will start yelling it, but I just can't help but go there because this, this is the real world. Um, you know, it's WB CW <laughs> TNG reboot. You know. <laughs> A next generation for a new Data's, generation yeah. of fans. D- Data's Creek is that what you're Data's saying is going right to be? after Vampire Diaries? Oh, gosh. 
I don't want to wait. Uh, no, but we don't have to that's, do that. Um, that's, 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 it's been that's a long nobody, road. Nobody. Oh, wait, they already did that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait a minute. <laughs> well, Someone's got their shuffle on. Can you, can you turn off your shuffle? Okay. An idea wow. I had just, uh, or if, if Philip was, was done with his point. Um, I, I dropped my Oh, he was. I'll, look <laughs> I'll interrupt him this time and say he was. Yeah. Was, uh, you know, an interesting idea for a, for a way to kick off this reboot is, you know, to have a, a ship from the prime universe in the same time period. So, you know, Voyager esque, you know, which is still basically uh TNG. I mean, that's, you know, they're basically within 10 years of each other. Uh, what if we had a ship, um, you know, that maybe not a whole ship, maybe just like a shuttle or something small. But what I'm saying is what if you had something from the prime universe again, um, slipping into the mirror universe, uh, or not so the mirror, like, universe, like have, not the mirror. I mean, but have, the JJ, if only there was a character from the next generation <laughs> who had evolved into a super powered being who could somehow transverse universes and appears in the pilot to stick with the new rebooted Enterprise D, and you have Wesley Crusher as part of the supporting cast for this new show. Oh, as there the traveler? As <clears throat> Wesley Crusher, uh, Apprentice Traveler. Well, and the, the point being, it would be more of a, you know, it would take a page from Voyager of the whole getting home, but instead of it being a location, it's... um it's a reality. So you have a crew that's from the prime universe and they get ported to the, um, you know, the, the, it, to the JJ universe, but then their ship gets destroyed. So the ship that we're actually on is, is full on, you know, look of JJ. So they're fish out of water, almost culture shock because it, it's almost like, imagine if we jumped into an alternate, you know, 2013 and we had to relearn kind of what, what is happening, what, what's happened with history, you know, what's going on. I'm just saying it in, in some good ways, apparently I'm cracking Philip up, but <laughs> well, I, no, I'm, I'm trying not to be, I really am not that fan, but I could just imagine the JJ verse people come in into this prime universe, like looking at the history. This makes so much more sense than ours. It's wow. Everything like flows logically together. Wow. I, this is not everything. Come how, on. Now. No, Come on. Now. Nobody runs in this ship. We just walk. You just walk to the, every you guys place. have time to get anywhere. <laughs> Wait, where's your engine room? Where's the things you dangle off of? Anyway, <laughs> well, the point being, right, you guys. know, you have you have a crew that knows all of our history in prime universe, but then they're trying to get back and they're just, they're culture shock trying. But another benefit of that is again, you do have to assume people haven't seen the three movies and that would be an interesting way of reestablishing this whole alternate universe because you'd have to do something like that in the pilot. Except you don't solve the big problem. You, 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 you only reinforce it of, Hey, there are still 700 episodes that you have to pay attention to and have to know the history of. I mean, I, I, I do think that your, that concept is an interesting one. Like for like, maybe like for like, like a, like a, a novel or like a, a grab, you know, like a comic book or something, but, but, but for a TV show, I feel like you're, you're unnecessarily burdening mm. it with all of this extra stuff. And it's like, it just needs to be its own thing. And that's why I like, 
even though I'm a little on, I'm a little shaky on the concept of it. I, in a way, I would be okay with them saying we're going to do a new Star Trek. No Star Trek has come before it. This is something brand new. We're letting everything go. Now, the only thing I will poke uh, a hole in your argument, Daniel, is that you can do both because, um, as as we've spoken about in the Arboretum during our long walks, um, you have no idea who Tom Baker is, and yet you can still <laughs> enjoy Doctor Who because you didn't go back and watch all 50 years worth of this TV show franchise, right? That people would say, well, you need to watch yeah. it. And you're like, no, Doctor Who to. does a really good job of that exact thing. Of, of It has, it, it relishes in its history, but it's not chained to it. I, ag- I agree. I actually, I agree with it's that wholeheartedly. It's not Sonic Screwdriver Law. <laughs> Did I use it correctly, Darren? Yeah, it's not, it's not and, canon law. And, and, and as someone who is classic Who ignorant, I have to ask the question... Do do who fans do Whovians. classic Whovians? Yes, I understand. I, I I consider myself a new Whovian at least. Um, do 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 the classic fans are they as beholden to canon as Star Trek fans are? I feel like there is no canon. There is no fanon in in the world no, that, that is work, beholden Daniel, that's to. That's not a word. <laughs> well, that's even wor- worse because then you have the uh, audio series of Doctor Who, so people know even that one. Um, so, but, but I mean, I think you, the, the 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 thing about a reboot, reboot is is what you're saying, Daniel. Is that look, we don't want we're doing something new, hence the reboot. That's what it means. Um, but we're also just using this old skeletal structure. You know, it's 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 everything we've seen done in, in movies in the past twenty years of just taking the eighties, shaking it upside down, and taking whatever's there and making a movie. But I, I'm not saying you know, look, obviously we all have our reactions, like oh no, don't next generation, that's what we love, don't touch it, you're gonna mess it up. Um, but I mean, look, could they do it? Could they do it successfully? Of course they could. Um, I know there's many people that enjoy the JJ stuff, and that's TOS rebooted, and it's different. I'm and then than what was during the '60s, and it's good, and people like it and enjoy it. And so you could do the same thing with TNG. You know, again, just use Picard, Troy, Riker, Enterprise D. That's all you need. Everything else can be whatever else you want. Right? Really, those are the three people you pick: Picard, Troy, <laughs> no and data. <laughs> There's no data there. Well, <laughs> no well, Jordy. Well, it's just like Encounter at Farpoint. That's who you see at the beginning. Anyway. <laughs> okay, okay, guys, we're getting a little off track. Let's. I let's feel try like to, it should oh, be like it's about to office. bear my soul and be super honest. That's all right. It should be like oh, go ahead. the American Office, where the first episode's exactly like the exactly old the same. So Encounter <laughs> the Farpoint would still be the pilot for the reboot of TNG, and everything else would be different. <laughs> I'm sorry, Darren. Go ahead. No, we're, no, I you just can finish up. The more the more I think about it, I mean, Trek's been off the air a while, and not that I mean, being completely honest, you know, like like Philip said, I really enjoy Star Trek. I really enjoy the Next Generation, and it does mean something very special to me. But there's a lot of really good television out right now. There are a lot of really talented writers in the industry right now. And I think above all, besides canon, besides what the ship is called, besides whatever they end up with the premise, I just want to see Star Trek well made. You know, I almost, it's not like we're not going to watch it. (laughs) 
<laughs> you know, and and just I'm taking my notes to know what to complain about later on the internet. <laughs> Star Trek Five, <laughs> but it's you know that's really what I want. You know, if it's a next gen reboot, you know, I would almost say awesome because you know I could see some really good writers making some really good stories with these characters we love, and just because they're telling new stories with the same characters. I mean, we'd had our episode about season eight, you know, of, of, of TNG and like, what else could these characters do? I mean, we didn't want to see them go, you know, we felt that they didn't leave very well at the end of Nemesis. And it's like, this is a chance to, (sighs) to go back and take these characters in their prime and do more great stories with them and have, you know, amazing production value and, you know, more, uh, moral dramas and you know more of Picard drawing lines and just awesome awesome pieces <laughs> so in my heart that's that's all I really want you know it, that that's all they need to do to make me happy is just to make an amazing Star Trek series you know the details you know they'll almost just fall into place and and I agree and and that actually beautifully segues into the next topic Darren which is if we got encounter at Farpoint in in one year in the fall, if we got in this in September, we got encounter at Farpoint. How and then and then the rest of the series, obviously not the same series, but but the rest of the TNG series, how different would it be? I mean, T- TV is very different, very 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 different in 2014 than it than it was in 1987. Like, can you? I can't. I mean, in ways I can, but I can't really conceptualize how crazy different it's going to be like philip how, what, what do you are you is there any concerns about that like tv is much more serialized now right would that be would do you think that would detract from the adventure of the week kind of show that we kind of love and and know so very well well i mean i, I think to me i'm gonna flip the question because i you know the concerns i think the whole show could be concerns because we're a bunch of Angry white nerds. Um, so, but you know, instead, I mean, I'm going to talk about the possibilities. You know, what, what are the good things we could imagine? Okay, well, and it's going to depend what network. Because, or when I say network, you know, I mean that liberally. You know, is this Netflix? Is this yeah, Netflix. distribution is channel? This the History Channel? Is it the new Cosmos network that they're making? From I don't. Know, I'm making that up. But um, you know, is is uh, you know, because each is going to have its flavor. But I'm also thinking like, what's the last. I don't want to say sci-fi. I'll say space specifically oriented show because you know there's a lot of sci-fi. It's a, it's a broad uh, genre. But like, is Battlestar the last thing we've done in space yep. in TV? My, For, okay. Like successfully, anyways. I yeah. think. Um, and so I mean that expansiveness because I'm a fan of, of Battlestar myself, um, and I have not seen the original. So there you go. Um, <laughs> so and I somehow still enjoyed it. Um, so say we all exactly. <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm not, I mean I. Th- I I would be definitely interested in in the possibilities. That I, I would, you know, let's just say Netflix again. I'm just going to pick something to, to get the conversation going. Sorry, it's on Netflix. Okay, so there you are. Don't cram them all at the same time. You'll kill yourself. So, um, <laughs> but anyway, so um, it's on Netflix. Do but, it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because I, I think you know the, the 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 new technology, the new CGI. I mean, I'm not a production design person, but the, I'm sure there's a whole new ways of doing this. If we're saying, okay, this is 2015, 16, 17. We're doing a new space thing. You're not tied at all to how we used to do it, how you used to do Trek. Don't, you know, whatever you want to do, sky's the limit to turn a phrase. Um, 
And so th- I think I think there could be a lot of great possibilities of way we because this would all be about the way we haven't done it before. I mean, that's what a reboot. We couldn't is. do it before. Or or we mm-hmm. couldn't because we were constrained not only by the technology or by the money. Well, you're always going to be constrained by time and money, but also constrained by the genre or by the Trek franchise. You know, we had to look like this. Well, it doesn't have to look like that anymore. And so, I mean, that's both the exciting and scary part of any reboot. But I think, you know, I embrace the exciting possibilities. As a teacher, Spock once said, there are always possibilities. <laughs> well, what about you, Derek? Well, I think... Uh... What I would really like is, or I would, would most likely happen would be, it'd be much more long form serialized, much more like Deep Space Nine was at its end or later seasons of Enterprise where there, where the whole season, it has a, has a running theme and plot. Uh, arc. Yes. Yes. An arc. And, and even more so where, you know, they could probably lock the characters in for a five year contract or so, I would assume. At least, you know, and then make an overarching five year arc that they're chipping away at. I mean, I, and I think if you had the right show, show lead, you could, you could make something really incredible because I mean, that's, I mean, that's what Doctor Who's doing now is much more arc driven. You have shows like Babylon 5 that were very, very arc driven. And I think the audience, today's audience is much more, used to that it's almost like oh this episode is not referencing anything that happened last week that's kind of odd like how much time has passed (laughs) what's going on is this in the right order i mean that that would almost be the reaction if if a show came out in the same exact format as tng did nowadays well imagine you know imagine if because to me start i would assume to me, it just comes down to like Netflix, like or, or whatever equivalent service that you want to go with. That's the way Star Trek would have to go. Like, let's just dump fourteen episodes on you all at once, and then you can do what you want with. Or even StarTrek.com. Or you don't even need a subscription. You just go. Yeah, to the of course, website. you're exactly right. Yeah, please, you're exactly please right. Please watch responsibly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and like I'm thinking like like if TNG was done now, like like you could make Picard the villain as Locutus for six months of the show for like a half a year of the show. Like he could be the bad guy and, and, and it could be a really big long process to get him back to be human again or whatever. Like, and and that's just, you know, obviously me just coming up with that really quickly off the top of my head, but there are, there are ways that they could kind of make it dynamic and interesting and change that up. Just like you guys were mentioning, Uh, it would be really cool. With the technology we have today, you could also make him have a French accent. We can actually do that now in the 21st century. So, um, but, well, I mean, I think what audiences want, I mean, I, I, I can only talk about what I want, but I, um, I mean, I think there's, you can either go one way or the other. I mean, I think about like Buffy and Angel, even that was in the 90s, where you still have episodic, but you had the arc. So it'd be like, oh, we're going to drop this mention here in this episode and you know, that pushes the art, but at the same time, I think you don't necessarily have to be like everything, you know, every single episode is this, you know, I, I, I don't know, maybe that's, that's all you can do nowadays, but I mean, there's a happy medium and, and certainly, you know, I, I always constantly argue hashtag continuity lives, um, that in the original next generation, you do see continuity. Um, like I was just watching Cupid and Hey, there's the Picard's quarters. He has the, the, uh, the uh, Mintakin, yeah. you know, thing there on his chair. You know, hey, they remembered it. Still there for three seasons later. Two seasons, anyway. But watchers, um, 
yeah, yeah. But anyway, but but I, I know. But people really want a little more than that. You know, they want that story, not just to be story of the week. They want there to be this whole story that the whole series is a story, and so which I can appreciate and, and would would enjoy. I I mean I agree with you wholeheartedly. Um, like let's take the, like the example of uh, Enterprise season three, um, which kind of did this half well and half not well. I I, I agree with you. I think that they should keep a relatively episodic nature of the show as long as it's always moving. Yeah. It's always like moving well, forward. Well, they had it's one stagnating. mission. That was the big difference in season three. They had a singular mission that wasn't just explore. It was destroyed. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, like, I think that you can keep the TNG spirit intact. And you can, I think that even in a new uh, TNG show, you could have episodes like Cupid. Uh, maybe not Cupid exactly, because it's... I mean, maybe you could. You you could do it if you. But it's it's such a silly episode. But I love that episode. I would want those kinds of episodes. That's a thing. Like, I would love for there to be a serious, season long arc of whatever. I don't. I don't even know what it would be. But you know, Wesley goes to the academy, and but uh, but I would also want there to be those episodes where Barkley shows up, and this, even though it's it fits in the story, it fits in the general narrative, it's separated enough where we can just have a good time for the whole episode. All right, the pilot of the TNG reboot is Barkley coming aboard the Enterprise. We see it from his perspective <laughs> because you need you need the new person, right, perspective for the audience. So it's from Barkley's perspective, and so that's how he's meeting the crew in the reboot. And so maybe you follow Barkley. That's it, Daniel. Your dream is true. <laughs> Barkley's a new main character. Well, and back to what you were saying, Philip, with it coming out and possibly on Netflix, where, I, like you said, they're – their mantra is we drop the whole season at once and it's, but it'd be a shorter season, more like 13 episodes or so, not 26. Cause that's ridiculous. But in a way that would, I think that would almost help them because imagine this. Well, the only people would be bad for would be the podcasters who want to do a weekly uh, podcast about the new show. <laughs> and they just, they, they got to start scrounging and watching as fast as possible. But, but no, but you know, I mean, even the original season one of TNG, I mean, it had its up and downs, but that may not. Justice. <laughs> <laughs> that was an up that you're talking about. <laughs> it may not be such a bad thing though to release the entire season at once because you're going to see those good episodes and those poor episodes. But by the end, as long as their overarching arc is good and as long as the ending is good, people will say it was a good season. You know, and and. You know, you know they'll be very tired because they'll try to watch it all in one go because that's just what we do as Star Trek fans. But uh, I think that would be I think it would be easier for the public to accept it in this a la carte. I choose when I watch it one gulp, you know, at once. Then you know, okay, this show may get canceled after a season. You know, depending on the ratings week to week as it trickles out. You know, I mean, it's it's got to update to the current way things are done. You know, it, it and like we've said before, TNG was syndication. That was the new ticket. You know, that was you know something that hadn't been done in that way. But and now it's it's like on demand and it's you know you go to that's what I'm saying like either Netflix or Star Trek dot com to get your episodes. And and I guess one idea or at least one question to be posed and I don't know if this is on on 
what what you wanted to go to, so you can just ignore me if it isn't. You know, does the spirit of TNG can that live on? Like the actual what we love about TNG, can we reboot that and and not even reboot it? Can we bring it over? Because you know, again, and I, I don't. I'm sure there's everyone has a different opinion about JJ. Um, I'll just throw out mine, and you can take it or leave it. You know, about the the thing like, okay, great action movie, great summer blockbuster. Not really seeing the morality play that not wasn't in every episode of TOS, but was at least the spirit there. And so, okay, well, now how are we going to bring this into the actiony, rebooted TNG? Are we still going to have the contemplative episodes? Are we still going to be tackling modern issues in a sci-fi setting, or is it going to be more space opera, BSG-ish, or or whatever? Well, I think you can't, but you can't make that comparison though. You can't say. You know, oh, the reboot isn't enough like the TV show TOS because it's a movie. It's like a completely different beast. It's more like when TNG came out, you could say, oh, well, is this anything at all like TOS? And to its main points, it was. You know, it still had that essence of Star Trek. And I think that's what you mean. Like, it is that essence going to continue on, you know, in in the next television series? And, of course, the reason we had that is because we stole half their scripts. But nevertheless, yes, we did. I, I, I think that it is possible, yes, Philip. I, I, the, the thing is, like, with someone like – let me just bring in someone like – let's talk about I, I thought, like, literally you were going to bring somebody in. Yeah. I was like – Oh, no. By the way, I would there. Hello, I'd like to introduce you to um, – let's, you know, let's compare someone like – and I know this is apples and oranges and whatever. This is definitely my personal opinion. But Joss Whedon versus someone like uh, Zack Snyder, for say, you know, just for instance, where where the, in the Avengers, clearly Joss Whedon understands the characters. You know, whatever. I think everybody loves. It's a universally loved film, and you know, you you have to have someone with vision and understanding and knowledge and respect for the characters, but but with the willingness to push them forward. And I think. That there is someone out there who has that for TNG. I don't know if it's Seth MacFarlane or you know a Ronald D. Moore. I don't. I don't know who it is. But but I think you need to find get that talent and find them. And I and I definitely think that even in a newer format, if these people understood the characters and understood the the optimism of Star Trek and all of these things that we hold really 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 dear to, to our our Trek hearts, I think you can do it and still modernize it enough which is what i think to a small degree that the 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 abrams film have abrams films have done well after that daniel i think tonight i'm just going to look out wish upon a star think about the tng reboot and think somewhere (laughs) out there there's a showrunner that we can get so I mean, you, you, I I don't know who it is. Yeah, I mean, you, you're right. No reason to name names. So if anyone has any ideas, please don't let us know. Let CBS know because we can't do anything about it. Um, <laughs> but but yeah, I mean, because I think that's probably what it is with the showrunner. You know, he or she or they or whatever um, will have that sort of imprint. Okay, this is how I want this whole thing to 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 be. You know, it's interesting listening to uh, Standard Orbit folks. Um, and it's, it's to the of, journey. Oh, sorry. Yeah, sorry. Um, to uh, where where they've kind of talked about how, which I never knew this really, how Gene Roddenberry was literally almost rewriting almost every script. 
Um, so he had his imprint on that TOS, which I mean, people may or may not have known. They knew he created it. They might not have known he had his imprint on everything. Um, but anyway, so but you're going to have that person who's like a Dan Harmon of on Community or someone who's going to have that. <laughs> Stephen Moffat. Yeah, going to have their, their spirits, Moffitt, yeah. or I mean, for lack of a better word, um, on the whole thing. You know, they may not be writing every episode, but they're going to at least be looking at every episode and possibly rewriting it. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I, again, to your point, Dan, I, it's possible... I mean, I say that in a good way. I don't know why it's so disparaging. It's possible to have a TNG <laughs> reboot. And I mean, I think it could be that TV is, is definitely on the upswing. Not all of TV, but I think there's good stuff out there now, as opposed to, say, five, ten years ago. Um, and so you certainly see, like, eh, you know, I enjoyed BSG. I don't know if everyone else did. But, I mean, eh, we can do it if, if we, you know, throw our head up in the air. We can do it if we try. Those say we all. Okay, guys. Um, wow, we've only really touched on. Uh, let, let's do one more thing here before we close out. Let's talk about um, things that we might like to see. If, like, let's say that this, this TNG reboot is a go. We get the green light, 2016. We're good to go. We get Encounter at Farpoint uh, Redux. Well, like, if we if we take the entire TNG series as a whole, and tried to reformat it or whatever. Like, Darren, what do you want to see different? Like, are Ferengi actual villains this time? Or, you know, is the tra- does the Traveler show up more? Or are, do the Borg, you know, are they a, a villain throughout the whole show run? Like, what, is there anything that you would like to have seen that maybe, or maybe that a new series could do better? I think two things. One, uh, Captain's Yacht. I mean, it's, come on. It's, <laughs> if it's not in the pilot, then we're just missing out. Um, but no, two, I think just really just overall, I want it to have more of that, that realism and common sense that we talk about so much like that, that modern television, you know, really has, it's like, okay, this is how people would actually act, or this is how, you know, people would react in a situation like this, or, oh, hey, let's use this actual technology to make our lives better and not create, you know, plot holes, you know, like that's that's more of what I'm looking for. You know, like a lot of things we discussed in like the missing technologies of the, you know, 24th century. And, you know, I just want I just want a smartly written show that, you know, doesn't not not saying not pull its punches, but but it's written in a way where, okay, this makes sense. Okay, it's you know, they're not. They're not making up all these techno babbles and MacGuffins every single episode just to get them out. You know, they're constructing an actual good premises. And, um, but beyond that, I think, I think they should just introduce a lot of, you know, really new aliens. You know, I don't think we necessarily need every new first encounter to be the Ferengi or the Romulan or the Borg. I mean, obviously the Borg are going to come back at some point. Uh, but, uh, but you know, I think I think there's a lot a lot of potential um, if it's just written really really well, you know, written like a grown up show. <laughs> It'll be like, okay, there's a new villain. Is it the Borg? No, it's um Bob Marison. That's the new villain. It's, no, it's the Borg, isn't it? No, it's not the Borg. Oh, it's the Borg. Okay, we'll leave that for the season. <laughs> what finale. about you, Philip? <laughs> Exactly. No, I, it, well, of course. Yeah. I mean, this is something I'm going to throw out, and again, people might like it or not um i want at least one of the crew you know pick any of the tng crew um except Riker, because this would probably not work for obvious reasons unless you did it 
the way I will explain. I want one of them to be married and have children. It could be Riker and Troy are married and have children. I don't know, whoever. But like, I, I want one of I want there to be family. Jack Crusher represented. Um, you know so that somehow you have that complexity of 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 real life, real life in space. Um, and and you know not surprised child who's five years old, not dead wife with problems, not dead husband with problems, not 15-year-old who turns out to be an evolutionary wonderkin, just a regular family dealing with life in Starfleet. Um, it, it almost sounds like you're describing the O'Briens. Or Deep Space Nine. <laughs> a main cast character. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I would, I, would, I would say somebody who shows up in the pilot and the series finale is is worthy enough of that title. But I wasn't okay. married in the beginning. But I, I, I can see what you're saying. That if you know, like we were saying, uh, Encounter Far Points are our starting off point again. Instead of you know Riker and Troy re meeting each other, you know Riker never left, or you know they never they never parted, you know during those years, and and now they have a family and they're both joining the Enterprise at the same time. You know that 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 could be an interesting take. When she greets Commander Riker, she's like, "Remember me, Imzadi, and remember this four-year-old." <laughs> <laughs> and the beard just spontaneously grows on his face. And then Picard, and then Worf's like, "I feel you, bro." <laughs> <laughs> Why are they fist bumping on the Enterprise? I don't. Okay, just real quick, uh, and this is probably only going to last a second because I didn't really think about it, but. Uh, in in your mind, if there was a show in the next year or two, any any casting inklings? What would you say, Walter White? What I wrote down in, in the notes is Walter White as Picard, just because now he's famous for being bald. I assume you mean Brian Cranston, unless Brian you Cranston, want. No, <laughs> I, I, I've never the, watched uh, Meth I've never, to be. Say his name. No, <laughs> I am the one who hails. But but does anybody jump out in your mind? Like, can you think of a Data or a, or a Worf? Or even a Geordi, like anybody, uh, you know, like maybe Tom Hiddleston is Q because he's already the trickster god kind of thing. Like, I think I've heard people mention him would be more like a Data type, at least his look. Uh, yeah, his look definitely would be, but I, I, I don't know if his personality would well, be. Well, I think uh, Patrick Stewart for Picard because that man doesn't look any <laughs> different than he did 20 years ago. I, I want... I want in this JJ verse TNG reboot. I want Will Wheaton as Prime Universe Wesley the Traveler, who is like old Spock for the JJ verse movies. It's old Wesley on the TNG verse, and they'll just be like, "How'd you solve this one?" He's like, "Well, I caused this one actually, yeah. so don't worry about it because I'm not going to do it." As much as I enjoy Will Wheaton, I don't think he has the same gravitas as he has Leonard a beard Nimoy now. does. Yeah, I still <laughs> think he's Rikered it up. All right, guys. Like, let's get into some final thoughts. Um, Darren, overall, um, has this conversation swayed you? Yes or no? I mean, would you be okay with the TNG reboot? Would you even like to see one, or are you like really just you, you would just want to avoid it at all costs? Well, my initial thought was just that. Again, I think future future prime was the way to go, but also being realistic in the world we live in and, and the people who make these types of decisions. I think there is a lot to be said for, for rebooting TNG uh, and just getting out of canon lock because that's, that's where shows go to die. <laughs> it's also now an official word yeah, in, in the Oxford English dictionaries. So. They just tweeted yeah. it out right now. <laughs> 
And what about you, Philip? Like, yes, no, maybe. What do you, What do you think? I mean, I, my only um, challenge of of going the TNG reboot is you're basically admitting we don't have any more ideas. Um, we have to use the old skeletal structures. We got nothing. We got nothing. We're going back into the bin. Um, and so, I mean, I would I would hope to think that we don't have nothing. That we do have something. Um, as Darren mentioned, uh, STO Star Trek Online. Um, from from their story perspective, has and it's not even like right after Voyager. It's like twenty five, thirty, forty, fifty years after Voyager. I can't remember off the top of my head their setting. Um, and so, I mean, I think it is possible that you know, look, if if they announce that there's a TNG reboot, I'm not going to have a heart, heart attack because okay, I'm open. I always try to be open to possibilities. I will because Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know I sounds like I trust JJ here. I I enjoyed the first two movies. The first times I saw them, um, and so I'm not talking about subsequent viewings. Um, and so I think you know, but again, like you said, the difference between movie, different between TV show. So I mean, I I I'm open to it. Let's see what's out there. And as you know, for my my final thoughts, I'm I'm kind of torn on. It. I enjoy reboots. I think um, looking at old things in a new light. Oh, can, you enjoyed Man can, of Steel. That that wasn't a reboot. You like though. Bob and Dot and uh, you know Megabyte. I do love reboot the TV show. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Man of Steel is not a reboot, Philip. It's a reimagining. Uh, it's a lot of things. It's a different. And well, actually, Man of Steel isn't even a Superman show or movie. So we we're not even gonna get into it. You're gonna get me real upset right now. Listen, listen uh, to Dan of Steel, folks. <laughs> uh, anyways, um, I do. Uh, you know, for better or worse, I should say. I guess I do like different interpretations of of characters and storylines and. And so, um, but TNG is something that's so near and dear to my heart that it's uh, it's a little difficult for me to just allow it. But if it were to happen, I think I would be excited about it as long as it was in capable hands and given to people who knew what they were doing and really cared for the source material. Oh, just that? Um, <laughs> I know that's hard to do. I know <laughs> that. I know it is. I, I know. I know it's difficult to do. But uh, and I'm not. I don't think. I want to put this out here. None of us here at Earl Grey are saying that we that we think this is the way Star Trek should go, but it's it's certainly a possibility that Star Trek may go in this direction. And I just thought it might be an interesting conversation, and it has proved to be an interesting conversation, uh, just to speculate on, on what we might think. But believe it or not, um, TNG might not be the only thing that Star Trek-related is rebooted in the future. So here's a look at other things that may possibly, in the future times, be rebooted that you may have missed elsewhere on the network. Previously on Trek.fm, Standard Orbit. Space Seed Commentary. And in this proposal, um, it opens up with Kirk and Spock playing chess. Um, and then Spock actually cheats in order to win. And gets caught and is a little bit embarrassed. Earl Grey. Civilians on TNG. I'd say that, uh, you know, the Enterprise is lucky to have Mott. He is the heir to the great bully in Applesauce Fortune. The Orb. Raising children on the station. It has sort of a big city, small town feel. In terms of population and size, it's that small town. But in terms of cultural diversity and the challenges that you face... Uh, as a parent and the things that your children are exposed to, it has more of that big city feel to it. The Ready Room. Remember me. The computer tells Beverly that there's a flaw in the ship's design as the warp bubble is shrinking. And I'm thinking, 
Damn you, Starfleet engineers! Why do you build a ship that's larger than the universe itself? To the journey. Season three marathon. Not that I want to get too detailed here, but I'm wondering if that's all it would take if he mated with a human, or if he would just have to use human form. But I just love right. it when when John Delancey's like, "I was good, wasn't I?" And then she's yeah. like, mm, "Yeah." <laughs> Warp five. Prequel technology. You almost feel like photon torpedoes should have happened 50 years after Enterprise, and they should have gone through three different kinds that you'd never heard of. And yeah. I, it's that seems more right. real to me. Commentary: Trek stars. Future sport. He's from the streets, but he has he has left that life behind, and like he has become like a sellout in a sense. He's, yeah. he's about the winning at all costs, and not the true essence of future sport. <laughs> Literary treks. Editing Star Trek with Margaret Clark. I try to make sure that the books are true to their theories. That if you're right. reading a Key West book, it feels like, okay, Bob Justman would have bought this story. He couldn't afford it, the effect, but Bob Justman would have gone into Gene went, you really should read this, this is good. Melodic Treks. The Klingon theme. Goldsmith's Klingon theme established an aggressive tribal atmosphere for the warlike characters. Goldsmith made it clear in an interview that he wrote the whole Klingon music with bad guys in mind. And that's what else is happening on Trek.fm. If you'd like to share your thoughts on today's Earl Grey, just go to Trek.fm slash contact. There's a form there. Choose to send to the show and choose Earl Grey. That will come to the three of us by email like Jason did this past week where he sent us a lovely, lovely email. And we just wanted to give him a shout out because it was uh, really encouraging. And I, and I know I speak for the, the other members of Earl Grey when I say that we appreciate it and we wanted to send you our sincerest gratitude. Uh, you can also use the tab on the right-hand side of any page on Trek FM to send us a voicemail using your webcam's microphone. And you can talk to us and other listeners in our forums at trekfm slash forums. I just recently registered there myself, so you can talk to me as well. Uh, in social media, you'll find us under on Facebook at facebook.com slash trekfm and on Twitter under the username trekfm. Also, please let us know how we are doing by leaving an iTunes review. That will help other listeners find our show in the new year. Before we go, we'd like to ask you to please support our sponsor who makes it possible for us to bring Earl Grey and all of our other shows to you each week. Audible.com is a great way for you to read all of the books you've ever wanted to read but never thought you'd have time for. Audible is the premier source for audiobooks with more than 150,000 titles to choose from and new titles coming every week. From classics to current bestsellers, Audible has something for everyone. There are many next-generation books available on Audible, including Imzadi, read by Jonathan Frakes, and Contamination, read by Worf himself, Michael Dorn. As a Trek FM listener, you can get a free audiobook of your choice along with a 30-day trial to see how great Audible is. So give it a try today. Catch up on all those classic books you've yet to read or the latest novel from your favorite author. Just go to audibletrial.com slash trekfm and sign up today. Again, that is audibletrial.com slash trekfm. And we want to thank you and Audible for supporting Earl Grey and all of Trek FM. Also, help us continue to bring Earl Grey to you each week by getting your alien badges and art prints featuring original illustration by Tobu Ushi. You'll find them at trekfm slash donate, and your support helps us pay for the cost of production, hosting, and bandwidth that's needed to bring the show to you each week. 
All right, guys. Well, I'm going to go polish the new Enterprise D Bassard collectors. So I'll be probably gone for a good two and a half oh, months. Oh, I like the classic ones better. Well, that's because you're wrong. But that doesn't matter. Um, so, guys, uh, if people wanted to... Darren, if people wanted to, to uh, contact you on the internet, how would they do that? Well, if you want to discuss a new TNG at all with me, uh, the best way would be through Twitter, which is Dr. Sci-Fi, D-R-S-C-I-F-I. You can talk to me there. Or if you want to hear me talk about other science fiction things, I have another podcast called The Dr. Sci-Fi Show, which is on iTunes and also uh, at DrSciFi.com. And Philip, how about you? If they want to talk about classic with me and ignore the new people, they can reach me on Twitter at NC Public Servant. That's NC like North Carolina. And Daniel, if, if people want to talk about what rebooted nacelles will look like, where can they reach you on the internet? I, I, I actually now send a special plea out to all of our listeners to tweet me about rebooted nacelles because I could talk about that for hours. Um, and they can do that at uh, one of Dan. That is the number one, not the word. All right, everybody. Well, I'm out. Engage. Make it so. Live long and prosper. Fire.